breaking news. In breaking news this week, my heart is yearning, but Paris is burning. Paris is burning all night long. Taking aim at President Macaroon, riot satellite 100 cars across France. All totaling $1.3 million drive away. Locals claim they didn't start the fire. It was always burning. It's just the world's been turning. Man survives blue ring octopus attack. The eight-legged freak was swimming near the point parent boat ramp in Perth and felt a nice sharp sting from the exotic octopus. With too much space up her sleeve, ABC reporter Patricia Cavallis was re- removed from Question Time for showing too much skin. Man, those arms are just way too sexual, aren't they? A league of their own. Two new teams have been confirmed for the A-League in the 2019, 2020 and 21 seasons. Chucking fields in the middle of nowhere for Western Melbourne Group and MacArthur Southwest Sydney. Fans argue the Mars Martians would have been a more responsible choice. Welcome to Breaking News, the show here on Sin 90.7 FM that takes the news, kills the news, and dresses inappropriately at the news's funeral. I'm Chuck, and I'm joined here by our regulars, Alex. Hello. And Cass. Hey, hey. It's our last show for the season. All very excited for this, and we're all actually here today, which is just a little too rare at this point. How amazing is that? It's... Do you know what also is back for this last week? My accent. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that all day today. You guys right with that? No. I don't care <laughs> whether you like it or not. Alex, that. can you give us our disclaimer for this week? That's our disclaimer alarm going off there for everyone. Just a nice warning siren to let you know that this is a satire show. We want everybody just to have a good time and enjoy ourselves with a few jokes, nothing too serious. The real disclaimer should be that everyone's going to have to deal with for the next hour. Aye, aye. All right, coming up this week, we have Lawyer X, Graham Ashton, Gene Manipulation, Ballon d'Or Disaster, Youthful Grandpa, Wrong Robots, and Christmas Hams. And now on to our main story. In 2005, Melbourne was in the middle of a horror gangland war that had already spanned eight long years. Terror was rife, tension was high, and the people were scared. In true action movie style, our hero in a great time of need surfaced. Only this time, that hero was meant to be our enemy. Enter Lawyer X, a criminal barrister turned police informant who provided the police with information on some of her clients, including Tony Mockbell and Carl Williams. You might be wondering, what would it take for someone to do this? To make a mockery of the entire justice system? To think that betraying some of the most dangerous people in Australia is an intelligent decision? To send photos of your feet to a complete stranger? The answer? Anonymity and a cool $2.9 million. Whilst that's a lot of money, the average lawyer earns $140,000 a year, meaning that had Lawyer X not taken the deal, she would have earned nearly $1.9 million by now. Probably more than that, actually, given the high-profile natures of these cases, and her safety would not be at risk, nor the safety of her two children. Yes, she has children, and the oldest child has already been threatened too. I'd honestly rather send my children alone to the Middle East than have Lawyer X be their mother. Her identity was primarily kept secret because it was concluded that she was almost certain to die, and that her and her family were at extreme risk of death or harm. Geez, tough solve there, Sherlock. In saying that, I'd still rather do that than try and convince my imaginary girlfriend that Saturday night is for the boys. Another reason for the anonymity was to ensure that Victoria Police don't deter future informers from giving 
confidential information to police. I, yeah, too late for that. If you put an ad for KC's new burger above the entrance to the slaughterhouse, the chickens aren't going to walk in willingly, are they? They'll probably cross the road back to the open field, because, you know, chickens can read, yeah? How much has keeping Lawyer X's identity cost Victoria Police... I mean, sorry, the taxpayer, a lousy $4.52 million. That's 2,260 times more than Declan Martin spent on his election campaign in Brighton. Or 4.52 million times as much as we've spent on this show. We haven't spent anything on this show. Okay, well, I figure our time and effort is worth about $1. Anyway, before you jump out of your chair in defence of Victoria Police, keep in mind that Lawyer X told the Herald Sun that she had once received a letter containing bullets from a Victoria Police address. At least they managed to hit one target. Oh, and speaking about witness protection, since the suppression order on her involvement in bringing down her clients was lifted recently, the police offered to move her into more official witness protection. However, she declined, stating that Victoria Police cannot be trusted to maintain confidentiality. If that's not hypocrisy, then I don't know what is. That's like a climate change denier complaining about the increase in bushfires, or a vegan complaining about losing all their friends because all they talked about was them being a vegan. It's because everyone has beef with you. If somebody who's so heavily involved with the police and has a double agent for them doesn't feel like they can be trusted, then who can we trust anymore? Next you'll be telling me I can't trust Father Donald and his special praying time, or, you know, George Pell. Oh, and if that's all not bad enough already, here's just a few extra nuggets, less shifty than the ones on the floor of a McDonald's. Firstly, Lawyer X was involved in a sexual relationship with a former police officer who was later on a committee that managed her role as an informant. That is literally a conflict of interest. Unbelievably so, many senior figures in the force were aware of this relationship. Secondly, one of the senior figures in the Office of Police Integrity at the time, Graham Ashton, who we'll be speaking to later, is now the current police commissioner. In the process of digging a hole, he believes he had done nothing wrong, in the same way that I was totally not at fault for the rapidly diminishing chocolate supplies in my household. Funnily enough, like my chocolate supplies, the Office of Police Integrity no longer exists. Thirdly, a 2015 report by the Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission had found that no unlawful conduct had occurred. How on earth did they reach that conclusion? By the sounds of things, they need to send a specific-based anti-corruption commission to the Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission. You're an ideas, man. This whole series of events is just one disgraceful act after another. The voice of reason, the High Court, had stern words for Lawyer X, shaming her work as a fundamental and appalling breach of all her obligations. The police were also slammed as reprehensible and atrocious. Given this is coming from the exact same court that ruled in favour of Daryl Kerrigan on the basis of just terms, that demonstrates how ruthless the High Court's stance is on the events that have unfolded. I mean, where's the serenity? In saying that, the real crime here is that in the 13 years since this all began, they haven't come up with a more badass name than Lawyer X, who no doubt is now an ex-lawyer. Any suggestions in the studio on better names? Murmurs in background. Nearly there. Training wheels is not even close. Karen, what did I tell you about the rules and regulations of radio? Lawyer X, it will remain. 
The real question to come out of all of this isn't whether Victoria Police's morals and ethics need to be scrutinised. It's to what links should the police go to ensure public safety? Although given they are only a 2.4 star rating on Google, we should definitely ask about their morals and ethics. I've seen higher ratings from creepy Uber drivers. Jump back to the gangland wars many years ago where terror was ubiquitous and the police felt helpless. More than 20 deaths, often occurring in the public eye, were connected to the Melbourne gangland wars. Something had to be done. Another reason Lawyer X informed was because some of her clients were seeking to control what suspects and witnesses could and could not do or say to police. It was a dark time in our history and Lawyer X can now be said to have played a crucial role in ending that war. According to her, she assisted in the arrest of 386 people. That's more than the number of people who voted for the Victorian Liberal Party. But using a lawyer was a mistake, a mistake that may let many criminals walk free. The Director of Public Prosecutions have now run into 20 convicted criminals informing them that their lawyer has been exposed as a police informer and an arsehole. The police are not only meant to protect us, but to uphold the law. Now, with the criminals potentially walking, they have achieved neither of those crucial goals. In a world where a lot of what we hear about is terrorist attacks or shooting in the US and riots in Europe, we civilians feel like we need protecting more than ever. So come on, Victoria Police, do better. We need you. It's time for our fake interview. The Lawyer X scandal has sent shockwaves through the media over the last two weeks. And in this week's fake interview, we speak to Victorian Chief of Police Commissioner Graham Ashton. Commissioner, thank you for joining us. Can you please explain to the public how you thought it was at all ethical to break attorney-client privilege by using Lawyer X as an informant? Well, how else are we supposed to catch criminals? I've got a better chance of catching cooties. <laughs> yes, but it's illegal. Breaking one of the fundamental aspects of the legal system. Wait, what? I'm not allowed to do that? Uh, no. Well, I figured that because there are lawyers in the courts that I'd be able to talk to them. That's not how the courts work. Jesus, am I going to get in trouble? Well, you probably should. You held a senior role in the Office of Police Integrity at the time. Yeah, but we were too busy trying to photocopy my butt <laughs> and make donuts a human right. Woo! Damn, are they, are they going to tell my mum? She'll ground me, and I'm supposed to go to the movies with my mates this weekend. You're worried about being grounded? This is one of the biggest breaches of ethics by police ever. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to catch the bad guys, you know, like, pew, 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 and then they're like, bang, 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 and then I'm like, come out with your hands up. I never wanted to be in charge. God, I'm going to get a detention. It'll make me late for soccer practice as well. Soccer practice? There is a royal commission looking into this. This could include some of the most dangerous criminals in Australian history, namely Tony Mockbell, being set free. Well, that's not my fault. Yes, it is. You did it. Okay, so maybe I did. But it's not all my fault. Justice has still been served. Can you even spell justice? G E. You are incompetent. How did you end up as chief of police? Well, the rest of them are either racist or corrupt, so they weren't exactly spoilt for choice. Unlike the new range of donuts from Krispy Kreme, starring our new Christmas donuts, they come with sprinkles. Is that all the police care about? Donuts? Yes. Ooh, and there's a one in five chance of winning an all-expenses-paid trip to the Bahamas. What a cop-out. Cass, it's now time for your world-famous segment. This is Punching Down. Man loses appeal to make himself younger. 
A man in Europe has lost his appeal against the Netherlands to decrease his official age by 20 years. 70-year-old Emil Rattelband claims that his true age is, quote, holding him back. The only things that should be holding him back are a subpar pension and an inability to forget all of his grandchildren's names. It sounds as if Rattelband's been listening to the pop bellies for far too long. They only want you to not hold back when taking out a monstrous loan to buy your new Jeep, not your age to define yourself. He further reasons that he doesn't want to lie on his Tinder profile. I mean, as if we all haven't done that before. I tell you what, this man clearly has all of his priorities wrong. If I added 20 years to my life, I'd be in the prime time of rocking out to Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and the Bee Gees, while jumping for joy at the creation of ESPN. Who wouldn't want to go back to the good old glory days? Honestly, the further away I am from Kanye West, the better. I suppose we must ask ourselves, how important is age? How important is dating? How important is being truthful? I mean, how important is oxygen to existence anyway? Or water, or food, shelter, love, family, or a pair of orange crocs? Wait, no, the crocs are actually important. If I took Rattleband's advice, it would be a grave mistake for me. I wouldn't be born. Oh, how great a year 1998 was. I remember it like it never even happened. Just like this court case should never have even happened. Moving on to the Ballon d'Or. For those not so in tune with the footballing world, the Ballon d'Or is the footballing community's most significant individual honour. It is awarded to the best footballer of the year and has been received by male footballers, footballers since 1956. 2018 marked a special occasion for the football event, with the award also being given to the best female footballer for the first time. What should have been a celebration turned into a nightmare for the eventual winner, Ada Hergerberg, after French DJ Martin Solveig asked her if she knew how to twerk. For a sport so obsessed with being offside, you'd think they'd know what crossing the line would be. Solveig said he apologised later, but in a case like this, there is no if, thens and buts. Even the A-League's VAR recognised that this was red card worthy. I bet eventual men's winner Luka Modric was asked about how it felt to make the World Cup final. It's almost like it's a footballing award where the winners are there because of their footballing achievements rather than their dancing ones. On top of all this, Hergeberg was outright refused to represent Norway at next year's Women's World Cup due to a lack of respect in her country. Imagine the uproar which would bellow from fans if Lionel Messi, Ronaldo, Modric or Mbappe refused to represent their countries. So I ask you, why is it okay to allow our best female footballer to take a seat in the stands rather than supporting a talented player on her way to inspire Norway Cup glory? Seems to be a problem FIFA has thrown into the corner. Let's listen to the manager. It's about time we all get back up, we reassess and we call out FIFA for what they really are. Leaders of a man's game who ignore the quintessential fibres that construct its own motto. For the game, for the world. You've got the game, but you've only got half the world. This game plan is outdated and it must change now because we've conceded to far too many own goals for far too long. That was punching down. Now it's time for What Went Wrong Elsewhere. Where is he? If you made a groundbreaking discovery in the field of science, would you want the credit for it? The likes of Marie Curie and Albert Einstein are renowned for their contributions to society and as such are still spoken about today. Chinese scientist He Jiangqiu has made headlines this week as the man responsible for gene tampering and got away with it. Hit him up, Smith and Warner. That is how you tamper. 
He was able to edit the genes of twins whose father had contracted HIV. His attempt to rid the disease from the twins, from the tween, twins, sorry, sparked outrage worldwide due to the ethical and moral consequences of gene manipulation. Realistically, is gene enhancing and imperfection eradicating a tangible and prosperous objective we can achieve, or is it just plain wrong? In a turn of events we didn't see coming, he has vanished. Kapoof gone. Either he got so good at gene tampering he's now invisible, or China do did what they do best and made him disappear. Employees of Dr. He's two research companies have not been able to locate their founder, whose whereabouts have been incorrectly reported by a number of officials. His work has led to further discussions concerning the dangers of gene manipulation and its usage in the future. Perhaps it's for the best that Dr. He stay hidden. After all, it's non-gene tampered natural selection at work. Now, Robot at Russian Tech Show. Suited to the occasion, this next one takes us to Yaroslavl in Mother Russia, where a robot at a tech show turned out to be an actual man in a suit. Organisers of the event used the bot dubbed Boris to electrify the show and add excitement to technology on Tuesday. The man had state television both captivated and fooled by the stunt, citing Russia's great technological prowess. Russia 24 claiming, Robot Boris has already learnt to dance and he's not that bad. Russia, your ability to distinguish truth from lies is not that bad. No wait, you just make the facts yourself. No wonder. Fans and media outlets were left flat after it was revealed Boris was just a man in a suit. Charging expo goers is the fact that the costume can be easily purchased by members of the public for a tidy $5,000. Real man sold separately. See terms and conditions for details. Welcome back to Fake News Quiz. Fake News. You guys excited for the last installment of Fake News Quiz today? Given my recent accuracy, I am. I wouldn't be if I were you, though, Chuck. Given my recent inaccuracy, sentence implied. Hopefully you guys can either pick it up in your case, Chuck, or Alex, keep it going, because today we've got some juicy ones to go through. As always, we're going to go off and start with Florida, our favourite <laughs> category. Florida woman arrested for swinging around a bag of puppies in a bar. What? No, no, this is not okay. This better not be the true one. Wait, 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 just to be clear with your Spanish, uh, Spanish, Scottish accent. <laughs> it sounds Spanish sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, puppies or poppies? Puppies. <laughs> <laughs> that did not clear it up. Like, what were we, little wee puppies? Your pat, the pack? <laughs> As in baby dogs? Like little dogs. What, what puppies like a are you patting? I was just checking because my puppies. first my first reaction to it honestly was it sounded like she was saying bag of poppies. And I wasn't sure whether we were going for a puppies. drug type vibe here. Uh, but no, it turns out no, we're going with animal cruelty. This is animal cruelty. <laughs> Alright, Florida man uses cast to break window, saves elderly woman from fire. That was cast, window, elderly woman and cast? fire. <laughs> As like in, as in, in, like, like, as in like, like you break your arm because yeah. you're yeah. being a bit of a God, twat. this segment is so much harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Florida man says he received dirty underwear in Uber Eats delivery. Oh, no. That That's was dirty so... underwear. No, Uber we got that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Florida thing. <laughs> like, what were they? I'd like to know what they were actually ordering. Was it like a pizza? Clean just, underwear? <laughs> well, imagine if it's just a pizza and you've got dirty underwear. I forgot to mention at the start of this, you guys need to come up with a unanimous decision again. you got to work together. Uh, Alex is going to be carrying... Should I just let you do all the work? Um, 
I reckon I, I, I don't believe the bag of puppies. No, but, the bag but of puppies. that's really sad that they came up with that. <laughs> uh, that's a vicious. It's a vicious streak from them. But we know that that's not out of the realms of possibility for them. However, it's got to be one of the other two. The cast sounds legit. Like, mm. as in, I mean, who comes up with the card or you- the cast? I said cast. Florida man uses an arm like a cast to yeah. break the window, not a car. I Did said- you say car? I said cast. Oh, right. I don't think you can judge anyone Maybe on not. pronunciation right now. <laughs> My apologies. That one sounds like legit, but also non-Florida. Like, this is Florida, so therefore... Yeah. I'm not sure which is the better Florida story. Um, shall we go B? That's what I'm thinking. We'll take cast, thanks. You'd like the cast? Let's find out if they got it right. Well done, you two. I'm so impressed. There's a good process of elimination there. Yeah, I just... Bag of puppies just sounded too vicious. Why did you guys come up with that? Oh, I know. Continue. <laughs> all right, our second topic for this afternoon is Trump. We all love a bit of Donald Trump. All right, Piers Morgan says Piers Morgan should be Trump's new chief of staff. Wait, just to, re- just to repeat, you, you didn't misspeak there. No. Piers Morgan says Piers Morgan should be Donald Trump's new aye, aye. chief of staff. Oh, God. So what you could have just said is Piers Morgan says he. No, because it's more fun to say Piers Morgan says <laughs> Piers Morgan should be Trump's new chief of staff. Did, 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 did he actually, like, because that, Aye, that would be that. such a Piers Morgan that. thing to say. I'm only... Did he actually, him as Piers Morgan, say, Piers Morgan should be Donald Trump's <laughs> new chief of staff? Not I. <laughs> Not I, but Piers Morgan. I'm only reading the headlines as I find them. That would be a very Piers Morgan thing to do. It would be. <laughs> this is very credible at this point. Yeah. Piers Morgan likes the third person. Second option, search an idiot on Google results in pictures of Donald Trump. You can't do that, see if it's true or not. Well, that's uh, true. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. No, no, no. That's come up as a headline this week. People search up idiot and it actually comes up with well, Donald Trump. It doesn't Trump. surprise me. There are so many stories calling him an idiot that it would make sense. Um, like, it's not even like it's not even like he's the definition of an idiot or something. It's just association at this point. He, a Google representative was at Congress this week, I believe, talking about that. All right. And figures reveal that Trump has insulted 550 different people on Twitter since he became president. Way higher. That's, like, a, that's a low bar. Way <laughs> that's, higher. That's, yeah, that's not anywhere near enough. So you seem pretty confident. So do you want, well, do you want to go Well, I remember saying that as a headline somewhere, unless they've changed it a little bit. Um, oh, but, we wouldn't do that. Yeah, we would. <laughs> <laughs> like, I read that as a headline. If yeah. you search up idiot, Donald Trump comes up. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And the Piers Morgan one sounds just... Just funny enough for them to have written. I hope I'm wrong, because the Piers Morgan <laughs> one would be great. All right, let's find out. Well done. You guys are two from two. It took us all season, but finally we've learned how this, to do this. This is Chalk's longest streak ever. It is, actually. <laughs> I think it is. Have you, wait, seriously, have you ever got my right in a row? No, yeah, because that first week, remember, I wiped the floor with you? Yeah, so oh, since right. the first since week, week one. nine weeks ago... Yeah, look, it hasn't been my brightest <laughs> streak in my life. All right. People, old man wins lottery, dies the next day. Oh, oh no. What a time to he be alive. He probably gambled his whole life and it... No, uh, no he well. literally gambled his life on it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> some, some people win, some people lose, you well, know? He had nothing to lose. <laughs> All right. Drunk woman steals a ferry and yells, I'm Jack Sparrow. To be clear, you said ferry. Ferry. Not fairy. No, like a boat. So boat, not oh, I thought mythical you meant like a, animal. Yeah, like the like mythical a little pixie, Like a little pixie fairy. Nope, this is a boat on the water. I okay. feel like I heard that headline somewhere. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. In fact, that sounds like really like what my goal for the summer should be. 
<laughs> That's your definition of a good summer. Whether yeah. you've Every- thought you're Jack Sparrow and stolen a ferry. E- everyone else is like stressed about whether or not their summer bod is ready. And I'm like, <laughs> can I steal a ferry this summer? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for people, postman's speeding fine gets lost in the post. <laughs> I love this one. Oh, I want that to be true. Yeah, no, that would be awesome if it's true. I reckon they wrote it, though. I mean... It's too... It's too nicely wrapped up. Yeah, no, that that sort of stuff doesn't happen enough in real life. Yeah. Um, We've got to think it's the woman stealing the ferry, no? Yeah, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow? Keep in mind, you've now... Jackie Sparrow? You've now selected B three times in a row. Well, you guys have made the answer B twice in a row. How do you feel? Confident. Yeah. Jackie Sparrow, thanks. Let's find out if it is Jack Sparrow. It was B3 times in a row. Trying to psych <laughs> trying to, like, us out. Psych you out. All right. Our last topic for this afternoon's game is chicken. As in, like, chicken. Chicken. Or, like, or like a game of chicken where, like. No, no. Chicken. Okay. Yeah. Like, KFC. I'd love to chicken. just charge Alex from point blank and see who dives <laughs> out of the way first, though. Brains found in KFC chicken. Oh, no. But, like, the chicken brains or, like, human brains? Chicken brains found in the KFC chicken. <laughs> it's not so finger-licking good now, is it? <laughs> uh, sure. On a chilly day, this chicken and chickpea stew will warm your insides. What? <laughs> Headline. Uh, <laughs> Would you like me to repeat it? Yes. yes. I'm right. a little confused. <clears throat> yeah. On a chilly day, this chicken and chickpea stew will warm your insides. Is that, like, a motto? Is is it like for like the taste section of the age or something? I believe it was, yeah. Oh no. Right. Sh- sure. Go sure. On. Yeah. <laughs> and option C. You've been carving your turkey and chicken, fish and Christmas hams all wrong. <laughs> Headline. Jeez, you guys really like dug deep into the taste <laughs> section this week, didn't you? I like a bit of taste.com. I mean, that last one sounds like a genuine one because everyone's trying to go, oh no, you should do it this way, not that way. Nah, but I I also think that, that that's how they'd write it, and there's no way they wouldn't make B four times in a row. <laughs> how do you, you know say that? that? Nah, but I'd... she tried to psych us out. Yeah, because she was desperate at the fact that we were getting it. Bluff, double bluff, triple bluff, quadruple bluff. What am I capable of? <laughs> so what was the first one again? Brains found in KFC chicken. Nah, they wrote that. Yep, it took all their brains. Oh, ouch. Explains why they were fanning the chicken. Yeah, no, fair. Myself and the unnamed producer are very annoyed. Dave. Dave. Um, You're locking in A, was that? No. No. No, that was the only one we weren't locking in. Okay. I I think it's B. So it warms up your insides? Yeah. Sure. Chicken and chickpea soup warms up your insides. (laughs) They're going for B for the fourth time today. Have they got it right? Told They're you. looking so happy right now. To be honest, this is less actually about the actual headline and more about how predictable you two are. Well, see, it's so funny you should say that. And I, 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 I've loved this. This is my favourite version of this episode this season for a very good reason. And because this whole time you've gone through thinking that you've picked the right answer. I would put all it as B. All B, of them are right. B. All of them and are B. right. I'm calling it now. All of them are right. Well, this isn't part of the game, but you are right. They all are right. <laughs> Every single one of those stories. Every is single right. one of those stories is absolutely right. From Piers Morgan and Piers Morgan. Oh my to god, Piers Morgan. Dirty underwear, <laughs> brains, the lottery. It's all true. I Which love- one's it? Can we just quickly run through all twelve again? Aye. Florida man 
a woman arrested for swinging around bag puppies in no, the no, 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 no. <laughs> Aren't you happy that she got the justice she deserved? She got arrested. That's horrible. <laughs> Who in their, like, I don't care if you don't like other human beings. They're very easy to dislike. Dogs, how can you do that to no. dogs? No, they're not puppies. dogs, they're puppies. Or it's puppies. even worse. Florida man uses cast to break window saves elderly woman from fire. Yeah, we knew That's that one was nice. true. Aye. And Florida man uses received... He, no, Florida man says he received dirty underwear in Uber Eats delivery. See, that's Florida, so that doesn't that's shock gross. me that much. That's yeah. so disgusting. But only because it's Florida. If it was here, I'd be stunned. <laughs> uh, we had Piers Morgan says Piers Morgan should be Trump's I new chief of staff. Can we see this tweet? Did he actually say Piers Morgan? Or we did can he find say that after the show. I, I, confirm that. I, want, I want him to say it like... I want it to be like on TV or something. So he's speaking audibly and he says, Piers Morgan should be Donald Trump's new chief of staff. <laughs> and everybody just looks at him and goes like, You're you? an idiot. Like, like, as in you should be, or somebody else named Piers Morgan. I. We also had searching idiot on Google results in pictures of Donald Trump. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. I think that's quite a fair yeah. assumption. Figures reveal that Trump has insulted 550 different people on Twitter. I'm, I'm with you. I think we can straight up dispute that and say that the numbers are way higher than that. Different people, though. Well... Like, different classes of people. So it's not just, like, individual. It's oh, different okay, groups right. of people. Yeah, we thought you, you meant individuals. That, no, different like, people. I was like, shouldn't we be talking about in the, in the millions or something? <laughs> billions. Billions. Um, billions. Billions and billions. billions. <laughs> um, we also then had the old man winning the lottery, and he died the next day. How sad is that? I mean, uh, you have good days and bad days. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk woman stealing a ferry and yelling, I'm Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Postman's speeding fine gets lost in the post. That's my favourite. I thought, I genuinely thought that was too good to be true. Yeah, no, that's way too good to be true. Uh, the brains and the chicken, the chilly day, this chick, chicken and chickpea stew will warm your insides. Yeah. I love a good chicken and chickpea stew. <laughs> um... And you've been carving your turkey and your chicken and your fish and your Christmas hams all completely wrong, you fools. Also, it was an open letter. Piers Morgan did not tweet that. It was an open letter. Did you guys say it was a tweet? No, we said it was an open letter. Maybe it was a tweet. (laughs) (laughs) That means that one was not right. No, we just said, no. The headline, as I've said it, was Piers Morgan says Piers Morgan should be Trump's new chief of staff. We didn't communicate the method. It's always him tweeting, though. Damn it. It was an open letter to the Daily Mail. Anyway, I think I think it's, I mean, everyone wins. Well we, done, We got guys. four out of four, and you guys got 12 out of 12, so everyone wins. It's a happy day today yeah. on Fake News Quiz. Fake News. Now we're going to move on to our next segment, which is our awards ceremony. It is obviously our last show of the season, so Alex has graciously decided to host the awards ceremony for today. Alex? Shall we begin with our first award, or have you got something to say beforehand? No, let's get straight on to our first award. Our first award is Best Individual Segment. Now, we've got some strong candidates here from the field, and uh, a lot of people anxious to see which one we'll get up. What um, is the criteria for this segment? Uh, what were you looking for? It was just whatever I wanted. Oh, okay. uh, I'm, I'm the singular judge, <laughs> jury, and executioner on this. and yeah, um, nice. It was basically whatever I thought was the best. Basically, he took the job application graciously. Yes. Um, and definitely none of these I wrote myself. Um, <laughs> best individual segment. Our nominees are Deal or No Deal for its individuality I and love um, that one. unique. Yeah. 
it was, it was great fun, that one. The fake interview with Michael Lamb was, um, <laughs> was, was an especially, yes. especially good one. Uh, punching down of the Royal Commentators. Um, it was difficult to pick from some of the best of Punching Down, but the Royal Commentators one in particular was very well done. But the winner is the election rap battle. I mean, like, yes. that segment was mad. Like, it was... I. I very well done to everyone involved. It was an excellent job. So many great jokes. And to actually rap on the air is difficult, and we managed to do it anyway. Yeah, no. But you you were involved in that. Is that a conflict of interest? I feel like we spent the whole episode condemning people for conflicts of interest. I'm not going to lie. So of the four segments that got nominated slash one... He's won them all. I was in three of them. <laughs> Conflict of interest. This is the only one that gets really biased. From here on, it's like pretty good. Okay, best series of segment. This is a this is an interesting one. So, which of the recurring segments has been voted the best? Which will be interesting. The nominees are fake interview. We all had a great time dumb, dumbing it down with that. Punching down gets a nomination. What went wrong elsewhere also gets a nomination. But the winner is. Fake news quiz. I mean, that oh, that show yeah, just delivers week in, week out. Every week I was like, uh, there was a punchline that made me laugh. I don't, yeah. I don't think I was ever left disappointed by fake news quiz. I'm more than happy to give that to them. I'd like to thank my mum, my dad, <laughs> and the unnamed producer, Dave. Well done, Dave. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, this is probably my favourite award that I'm looking forward to. Biggest cock-up. Um, <laughs> Can I just take the award already? I assume I've won it. So, our nominees include Chock for calling Matthew Guy Dennis Napthine. <laughs> In my defence, I was thrown under a big bus at the time. Um, our second nominee, the unnamed producer for forgetting to record an entire episode. You're welcome. Oh, no. <laughs> and finally, the winner is, yeah, no, it's Chock for revealing the identity of the unnamed producer. <laughs> Oh, well done, Chalky. You deserve that one. I did both of my nominations within about 10 seconds of each other, did I <laughs> Yes, not? you did. Yep. I'm so glad you did that, because I got away with mine. Swearing twice in the same show would have been terrible. I should have given you a nomination for I that. But... I'm, giving, I'm nominating myself. <laughs> Thanks. Nick nominate. Nick nominate. Um, our next award is Best Staff Member. Now, we've, we've over the season, mentioned uh, a large number of the backroom staff that, that go into this production. <laughs> Um, and we just want to acknowledge some of the some of the great people that have been working with us on this show that don't don't often get talked about. They work so tirelessly they behind do. the scenes, don't they? They Alex? do. They do. It's almost like they're uh, not real. Um, <laughs> a first nominee. First nominee. Karen from accounting. I mean, we may bitch about her at times, but Karen from accounting just does all of our accounting work. She ticks all the boxes, eh? Yeah. I've referenced her a few times this season. I'm very impressed with her work. She's been very impressive. Should we keep Karen on for next year? I think we should. Next season? Don't, One don't year know, contract, though. Don't Nothing more. Don't know if it's legally professional to be discussing her, <laughs> <laughs> her job on the air, but sure. Um, second nominee, Margaret. We all like Margaret. Well, I don't, actually. You that don't like the, Margaret. That was the whole point of that punching down segment, that I'm very upset with Margaret. You don't like Margaret. I like Margaret. She's a, she's a nice lady. Yeah. Um, but the winner is, of course, our executive producer, Dave, who constantly interrupts this show, but, you know, he, he's good at his job. Yeah, good on you, Dave. Well, well earned. Well, well done to Dave. Um, this one is an award I'm, I'm sure a couple of us are very much looking forward to, and that is Best Fake News Quiz Headline. Now, <laughs> very strong competition this year. There was a lot to choose from, but we have narrowed it down to a few of our favourites. Um, our first nominee is Delta Airlines pilot hits up Grinder, which <laughs> I personally... 
fell for as well. <laughs> I just wanted it to be true so badly. Secondly, NFL urges quarterbacks rushes to try reaching peaceful resolution before resorting to tackling. That's my favourite. I love that one. That was so much fun to write. So good. Uh, finally, one from, I believe it was last week. Bad Santa. Florida man acting as Santa arrested in shopping mall after letting reindeer staff to death on rooftop. I <laughs> um, can't even comment on that. I'm too busy laughing. <laughs> and the winner is... Trump boasts about completing Lego set in eight months after seeing six to eight, twelve, six to twelve years on the box. <laughs> and yeah, watch it. Yeah, apologies, but that is just that is such a Trump thing to Perfect. do. It's such a great headline. Well done, well done to that one. Um, let's get into our next award, and that is best actor in a fake interview. We're looking forward to this one. We've had some memorable performances. Um, I've only really ever played the host, so I don't feel like I'm going to win this. No, I, I just get the bland I'm character. Not, I'm not going to lie. There are, <laughs> there are only two different nominees. Um, <laughs> question. Did you nominate today? No, I didn't. So because nothing, nothing thought, from today was nominated. Because I feel like your little kid uh, police commissioner was, was right up there. It, it, it would have been an excellent performance, but I think you'll like um, the results today. The first nominee is uh, is me uh, for my performances, Michael Lamb, which I thought was excellent. It was just great. It, it was so indecisive, and that's what sums up Michael Lamb. Yeah. Um, that's sec- what made it a sure thing. <laughs> the second nomination goes to our unnamed producer for his performance as Trolley Man. Oh, I don't remember Trolley oh, I Man. About that. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, loved Trolley Man. That was great. Um, our final nomination goes once again to me. Cause <laughs> Are you amazing. kidding me right now? Are you cleaning up at your awards? <laughs> yeah, he's I'm, been I'm sacked. He's, he's not MC next time. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I absolutely deserve the nomination for this one for my performance as Koshi. Um, <laughs> oh, that was amazing. I thought I really nailed the character of who that man is. And the winner is... Um, it's actually the unnamed producer for his performance is Bob Catter. Hey. Oh, I remember Bob Catter. That was good fun. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. Thank you, thank a, you. A very difficult performance as well, and then we th- we think you did an excellent job. Really hurt my throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got only three awards to go now, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, one of the interesting awards here, um, in which we got a lot of different candidates for, and that is Best Unnamed Producer. Um, <laughs> and the winner is... <laughs> the Unnamed Producer! Hey! hey well... Big shock of that one. Massive upset. Um, wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have bet all my money on that one, but you know. No. I feel hurt. Yeah. I should have won that. I clearly did the best panelling. I had all the sound effects. I did everything. I worked my backside off. And you were definitely right. unnamed. Definitely <laughs> unnamed and robbed. I'm surprised Dave didn't win it. <laughs> well, he's named. <laughs> yeah, we, we know what Dave's name is. Um, our second last um, award for the day, best impromptu joke. Now I feel like this one was uh, was always going to one particular joker. Cass's industry super fun was <laughs> the best impromptu joke of the season. That uh, was quite so comfortably. much fun. Um, very impressed. Got a great laugh out of everyone. Just excellent stuff. But this is it. This is the big one. We're a comedy show, so we're coming down to the climax. What is the best written joke for breaking news of 2018? Well, Ooh. our nominees are Main Story Burke Street is more lethal than a deputy PM with ambition and a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Worthy, worthy candidate, I feel. Glad Main Story finally got up there. Yeah, well, 
actually, when I was pre-writing this, main story ended up being like most of the best written jokes, and I had to try and squeeze in other ones. Main story is like in a football team, like like the centre back. Like they're always going to be there for you. They're your captain. They wear like the Adidas copas. They're not particularly bright and colourful. They're just black and white, simple. But they do the job, and you know when they're not there. That's what main story is to the show. I can't argue with that. <laughs> not the description I would have gone with, but sure. <laughs> Our second nominee. From the monologue, an American walks into a bar, 12 people die. <laughs> Love it. I was so that, proud of that, that joke. That took so long to write as well. Yeah, I know. That was like hours and hours. <laughs> I love that joke so much. <laughs> From the rap battle. You want to kill our environment, which is clearly very bad. I can't believe you do this. Have you gone fracking mad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Well done, Jock. Nice. An excellent Alexa joke. And I'm glad the rap battle got at least one mention in the best written joke. However, um, there wasn't wasn't too much deliberating going on for the, the best joke of the season. Um, and that Alex is... Wrote it. <laughs> and the winner is, from the main story, they should have taken a back seat like Diana. <laughs> it's just... Uh, I mean, it's... It's the best joke I've heard all season. If you can see inside our studio, Jock had his celebration like lined up for like a good 30 seconds before you that. Were, like, you I were know. confident. I, like, I, I, thought know. That, I thought that was going to just be a nomination, but when I didn't hear it, I'm like, I think this might work. <laughs> it was the strongest joke all season. When I heard it, it was the one I laughed the most at. I felt so terrible writing it. <laughs> it was so funny. So to all our listeners in the UK, all none of them. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended. Because you are the most genuine UK person I've ever met. Aye, aye. <laughs> Good ceremony, though. Uh, thank you. That wraps up our awards for 2018. Hopefully we'll be back with more awards next year. Woo. Anyways, uh, this is the conclusion to our last show, but I thought I'd do something a little different just to end on a slightly more optimistic note. So, news in itself is a fascinating concept. Whilst there's lots of good and bad news in the world, we seem to be more drawn to the sad and depressing stories than the happier ones. And that's not just the journalist's fault. Humans are actually hardwired to react more quickly to threats in what can only be described as our survival instinct. Unfortunately, this leads to our current doom and gloom situation. If you asked us right now what's happening in in the world at the moment, we'd say that the US president is currently tied to a federal crime, the UK Prime Minister just had a vote of no confidence because of the laughable Brexit deal, France just had a third straight weekend of riots, and Australian politics is moving backwards, like Morrison's hairline. But ending the show on such miserable material and with such a dim view of the world is not what we are about. So here are some good news stories from 2018 you potentially forgot about. A Thai soccer team was rescued from can only be described as a global effort. I've seen less coordination and teamwork from a synchronised swimming team. Not that anyone has ever watched synchronised swimming. Kim Jong-un denuclearised and also met up with the USA, China and South Korea. Oh, and on top of that, North Korea and South Korea united to play as a single team in the Winter Olympics. Admittedly, they only scored one goal and they conceded 14 in three matches, which drew a few funny looks, but hey... What are you looking at, you hockey puck? Women are now allowed to drive in Saudi Arabia, which is a huge step in the right direction. Similarly, India's Supreme Court decriminalised homosexuality. I could talk about how good that is for hours, but I think we better get straight to the point. Also, the ban on abortion in Ireland got repealed, and a kid went viral for yodelling. 
Nuff said. Ultimately, the world is not entirely broken. Yes, there are some serious issues that we face at the moment, but we must remember all these good news stories so that we can truly appreciate the progress that we are making, not just the progress we could be making. And sadly now, that is the end of our last show. Thanks to everyone involved in making this show happen, in particular our unnamed producer, who I obviously named at one point, Cass and Alex. And have you three got anything you'd like to say? I've had a great time. Um, I'm going out of character here just to be a little bit more genuine. But, um, no, there's been so much fun, so many laughs on this show, and I think, I, I hope we've made people out there laugh and appreciate the news in a slightly different way. Yeah, I want to reinforce what you're saying because I think it's a massively important point that so much of the news is so grim and dark, but so much of what's going on in the world is actually on an upward trend, like... You talked about um, the driving in Saudi Arabia, but when you look at education rates across the third world are going up significantly, child mortality rates, a lot of these things are getting a lot better. And we can make fun of the bad things in the news, and it's maybe not completely tasteful to make a punchline about people dying, but the world is getting better, and we can at least take away something from that. Yeah, no, I can't agree with you more there. Um, it's been a pleasure presenting the news to everyone out there and with you two. We hope you all enjoyed it, and because uh, we certainly did. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.